0: it happened it finally happened the canucks lost to the ottawa senators at home and adam godet got the shootout winner the win streak is over the playoff hopes are dying on life support and I'm very upset. But the show must go on. We're going to talk about it all on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. Let's get to it. You're Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to Locked on Canucks. I want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day or second listen. It's later on today. I had a very busy day today. Um, Just school life. And then I also was at uh, the Raptors game working that. Um, so it's later on in the East Coast, but I still have to make sure I bang this episode out for all of you guys. So I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. If it is your first listen, um, we are free and available wherever you get your podcast services. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at Locked On Canucks. Once again, I'm your host, Justin Pooney, and you can find me at underscore process sports. Yesterday, it happened first time in this shows in reinception under my tutelage, the Vancouver Canucks lost. They lost at home to the Ottawa Senators. The, they lost after being up two nothing after the first period. Yeah, it was tough. <laughs> it was very tough. But look, I watched the first period. Um I was, I was watching numerous basketball games stuff like that. I saw they're up two nothing and I turned it off. I was like, you know what? Canucks are up two nothing. They got this. I'll catch in once uh all the basketball games are done. I think I was watching uh Phoenix and New Orleans and the early game was uh what was the early game yesterday? It was Minnesota, Memphis, and I think it was whatever it was. I forget what it was now. It was something, something anyway. Canucks were winning. They were up, and I was like, you know what? I don't need to watch this. I right, they got it. It win number seven in the bag. I'll book it, and I was right. Come about the goal scores. Like once again, I was right. J T. Miller scored, and Besser both scored. I was right about that. Um, but then Jaroslav Halak gets hurt. Thatcher Demko comes out, and slowly they start chipping away the Senators. Uh Alex Formington, and then sorry, Alex Warmington had two. You know the the. the the Senators came back from 2-0 down, scored 3 unanswered, and and took the lead. Then Travis Dermott scored his first goal with the Canucks to tie it, and then we went to shootout. And in overtime, the Canucks dominated overtime. That's why I turned the game back on when I saw him to overtime. I was like, oh, why is this game into overtime? Anyway, I watch overtime, and I see... The Canucks dominating overtime, And I'm like, okay, they're going to score here. It's going to all be fine. It's fine if it's a three-point game. It doesn't matter if Ottawa gets points as long as we get the full two. It doesn't happen. Shootout happens. I'm like, okay. Demko's a net. You know, he's done really well in shootouts this year. So we're good. We're good. Besser misses and Stutzla misses. But then Miller scores on a kind of a lucky goal. I'm like, okay, we got it. But then Drake Bathson scores. Pedersen misses, Kachuk misses, Garland misses, and then Nick Patan comes out. Now, Nick Patan, hometown guy, great story, uh, dominant junior player, but he was in the shootout over guys like Pod Colson, who I think should have been out there. I think you could have had a number of different options out there before you had Nick Patan. Now, don't disrespect Nick Patan, but this is his first shootout opportunity in the NHL. In a do-or-die game. I just don't think that was the right move by Bruce Brujo And he misses. And then up comes Adam Gaudette. Former Canuck. Adam Gaudette. Remember that Adam uh, traded away. Adam Gaudette. Goes in and scores. Which he later revealed was a move. That goalie coach, Ian Clark, showed him. And that might be the most Canuck thing ever. A former Canucks player scoring a goal on the Canucks to win a game and essentially killing the Canucks' playoff chances or essentially leaving the Canucks with one more opportunity. There is no more... There is no more chances. This is the last chance. And if we look at our daily standings report today, we look at it. It is seventy-seven games, eighty-seven points, tied with Vegas. So, I mean, if we're looking at that's still fine. But with five games left, you are four points back of Dallas. And five points back of L.A. It's not looking good. Now, today, Vegas is in action. And I can say live right now, they're up 3-2 on Washington in the third period. Which is not good. It is looking very, very bleak. And quite frankly, I should have seen it coming. I think I got too cocky. I got too full of myself. I felt that, oh, the Canucks are killing it right now. Um, You know, it's because, you know, the new show, the team's playing so well, there's all this confidence, all this stuff. And then you ever, you know, when you're in an, there's something that whenever you're at an event or something, uh, for example, if you were at the Raptors game tonight and you saw Embiid hit that three pointer with point, seven seconds left or whatever it was, and you just saw the the air just poof, pop out of the arena. That's what happened in Rogers arena last night when Adam Gaudet scored that goal. All the hype and energy around this team just kind of poof, popped. It popped. And it... Look, it's it's looking really really bleak right now and i'm going to talk about um what this means going forward now uh, with this team where do they go from here what looks forward to now um in our next segment but yeah um just a disheartening loss you know what i mean like it was just Had they lost to Minnesota or Calgary the next couple of games, I would have understood it because, like I said, those two teams have something to play for. Maybe not so much Calgary. Minnesota still, like I mentioned yesterday, they still have playoff seeding to play for. But you have to beat the Ottawa Senators, especially if you're up 2 nothing. You have to. There is no excuse. If you want to make the playoffs, you have to beat a team like the Ottawa Senators. A last place team that has nothing to play for. You shouldn't let it get to shoot. You have a 2-0 lead after the first period. That is when you put your foot on the gas pedal and you put your foot on their neck and you kill them. You close them out. And the Canucks didn't do that. They let them stay in the game. And you look what happened. Three straight goals. You tie the game. You do nothing in overtime. You do nothing in the shootout. The shootout is basically just a crap shoot. And you kill your playoff chances. Disheartening, disheartening, disheartening loss from the Vancouver Canucks. Man, it makes me sick. Makes me sick. Coming up after this, I'm going to talk about why not why, what the Canucks need to do going forward. But first, I want to talk about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Get farm fresh seasonal produce, sorry, it's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or, or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table with a snap in a snap with options like family-friendly or quick and easy recipes. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscientious options. I... If you know me, I'm not the best. I don't. I like to eat something different every day. I'm very picky with what I eat, and quite frankly, that is what makes HelloFresh so great. Go to hellofresh.com/slash locked on sixteen and use code locked on sixteen for sixteen free meals and three free gifts. Go to hellofresh.com/slash locked on sixteen and use code locked on sixteen for 16 free meals and three free gifts. (sighs) Also, forgot to say this, in other news, Yaroslav Halak will not be on the next road trip. He was, of course, injured last night um, due to an up-body injury, and goalie Spencer Martin was recalled on an emergency basis before the game, and he will likely be backing up Demko until he's returned to action. Quite frankly, Halak has not been the best, and I don't expect him to play any more games. I don't expect any backup to play any more games the rest of the season. But let's talk about where the Canucks go from here. What should they do now? Honestly, I I wouldn't pursue the playoffs anymore. I think it's time. It's really tough because I don't want to say it, but the last couple weeks I've been really enthralled in it, but I think it's just time to give up on this season and just focus on the off season now because it's quite frank, quite evident that the playoff dream is dead. Boudreaux is probably going to be gone. It's time to look forward to next season. Look, they're probably going to get 90 points this year. And they're going to be stuck in... Pur- I don't know. If, okay. They're not stuck in purgatory. So, if everybody's saying out there the Canucks are, you know, in no man's land, they're stuck, they're screwed, uh, they're in a place where nobody wants to be, they're not in the playoffs, they're not bad enough to tank. That's all fine and dandy. But the reason, what I have to say about this is there's something special brewing here, as I mentioned before. They have pieces, right? There is light at the end of the tunnel. It's just not this year. And that might be hard for a lot of people to accept. I know it's hard for me to accept, but it's just not, it was not the right time this year. And that happens. Look, it happens, man. Like Edmonton, you know. Has not done anything. Yes, they've made the playoffs, but they've been knocked out right away. Toronto's never made it past the first round. This Canucks core has made it past the first round. It's a process. It takes time. It... I know it's hard for us Canucks fans to put it into words, to um, quantify what to do now and be upset, but look... I know they're going to keep on pushing for the playoffs but quite frankly I last night was the was the nail in the coffin in my personal opinion I just don't see this proceeding any future. a further I don't see this pursuing any further excuse me like the best they can do is probably 97 points and that's most likely not going to get you in the playoffs. You know, they once they were at 0% 2 weeks ago, 6 straight games, 6 straight wins took them 15%. And I don't know. It's just really It's tough, man. Like I wish I could I really believe this team was a team of destiny. I know I said that the other night, the other day, and I really thought that, you know, it was almost certainly going to be a game where the Canucks, you know, a, a situation where the Canucks are a team of destiny, get hot and make it to the playoffs. But no, Adam Godette crushed those. And it just feels like, I don't know, just yesterday, going back to the whole Goddard thing, it just felt like typical Canucks luck. Um, It felt like Kluche's goal from center ice. It felt like, you know, the Bertuzzi Moore incident, which derailed everything. It felt like Luongo pumping tires. It felt like... Duncan Keith injuring Daniel Sedin, it felt like one of those things. It just, it just had to happen. It had to be audit. Adam got dead. It had to be after six straight wins. It had to be um, at home. It just, it all just fit so well. So Canucks, the fact that this team went on this run and. Push themselves back into the playoff race, would not say die. Never say die. Bruce, there it is. And to have a guy who wanted to be traded from Vancouver, who um just never really fit into the system, who felt he was should have been higher up in the in the lineup, end it. It's just man. I don't know. But anyway, going forward. I think the Canucks should just play the string out. Just play the young guys. Do whatever you have to do. Tinker with lineups. Do whatever. Just play the string out. And look forward to the offseason, which there's going to be a lot of changes. Whether we like it or not, there is going to be a ton of changes. Whether that's Brock Besser being traded, which I think is going to happen. Bruce Brujo's contract situation. Look, the way Bruce Boudreau's contract situation is broken down, at least in my, it was been explained to me, is that is a team option and he has an option himself in case there are better jobs such as the Washington job becomes available, if the Toronto job becomes available, if whatever job becomes available that's more appealing to the Canucks than the Canucks job, Boudreau has the opportunity to seek that opportunity because he came back to simply get back into coaching. I think Bruce Boudreau is not going to come back because if he was, the Canucks would already have an indication that, you know, they would resign him. And there's been nothing I love that sort because I think Jim Rutherford, Patrick Alvin, they want to build it and set the culture under their, what they're comfortable with. And I don't see Bruce Boudreau and his scheme and his style fitting with the Vancouver Canucks. Respect and love everything that Bruce Boudreau has done for this franchise. Um, pushing them back into the playoffs, pushing the right buttons with certain players, um, creating a new positive energy around this franchise. But like I said before in my very first episode, what it comes down to with the Canucks is this. Whatever the organizational goal is, whatever the organizational structure is, there has to be continuity from the top down. Rutherford and Alvin have to go to Francesco Aquili and say, hey, we want to build a team around this vision here. This is our coach, and these are the players we want, and you have to build it around that. And if Bruce Boudreau, as much as I love him and want him to stay in Vancouver, does not fit that, can't you can't keep him. Um, player wise, I think you, of course, you're going to keep uh, Horvat. I believe uh, his agent spoke on one of the local Vancouver shows where. Um, He said he loves Vancouver. Vancouver loves him, and he doesn't want to go anywhere. I think Horvat deserved a new extension. He's going to stay. He's one of those guys that's going to be staying here for a very long time. I think JT Miller is going to stay. They'll try to keep him. Um, Of course, you have Pedersen, and Hughes locked in. Demko's locked in. So you have those five pieces. You have the Podkosens, the Hoaglanders on there. ECL's, you have, you know, Tanner Pearson, you have certain pieces still um there. I mean OEL Myers. Um, we'll see. They probably will try to keep Luke Shen. I think. I think he's played well enough with uh, Quinn Hughes this year where he will be back. But um that's the big key is Brockbuster. He scored again back to back games. He scored, he's back. Um, but is he worth the seven and a half million dollars? Are the Canucks gonna shell out that type of money for Brock Bester, or are they going to try to potentially sign him to a longer term deal and say, hey, Brock, look, we'll give you more term, but you take a little bit less to stay here. That could have potentially happen too. Um, Or does he do like a bet on yourself deal, a one year or two year deal, short term, high, you know, with a decent cap hit and they go from there. I don't know. But what, all I know is this. Adam Gaudet killed the Canucks last night. And there's going to be a lot of changes in this city and a lot of changes to this organization going forward. Maybe not as drastic as many people think, but there's going to be significant changes where this team is going to be molded around the new management, new front office, and it's going to be different. And that's something we have to get used to. And that's just something that you have to get ready with. Um, but coming up at the end of the break, I just want to, you know, go through some more picks, some best bets, some, just have some fun, turn the mood around on this show. Um, because it's been pretty down, but before that, I want to talk about built bar built bar, of course is in the, we're in the month of April where, you know, many people have quit on their news resolution. I have not, I'm sticking to it to eat right because built bar is helping me out amazingly tastes great uh, because I enjoy eating them. Um, All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, real chocolate. They're low-protein, high-calorie. Sorry, low-calorie, high-protein. You can replace your candy bar with it. They're better than a candy bar. They taste better. They're better, more nutritious for you. They got great flavors, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out. All the time. If you, they think if they think they have a flavor that might be good, they will make it and it will be delicious. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, and then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every time. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED fifteen to get fifteen percent off your order. Use promo code LOCKED fifteen for fifteen percent off at built.com oh okay it's time we've reached that part of the show where it's coming to an end um look i was right on my bets with the goal scores um i think tomorrow's show i'll go through the wild game but i want to hear from you guys um just you know send me a dm on twitter or something, just let me know some of the best bets that you have out there. Who are some of the players that, um, you know, click for you, that are always surefires for you? For me, this year, it's been JT Miller on points. Now, I, you could say that because he's been top 10, but I, hey, JT Miller, there's been something that I've laid down a parlor, and I've seen his over-under on points, and I've thrown it down, and he's helped me out immensely. Some people I know think, um, one of one of Elise Pedersen's first time goal scorers a few times has saved some people. I've told, um, tell me some fun stories about funny bets or parlays you put down where you've included Canucks players or P- Canucks props, um, that have saved you. I think that is something that, of course, we all know sports betting has exploded, especially in Canada, um, over the last little while, and you know, it makes it more fun to watch and stuff like that. So, please tell me who, what are some of the best sports betting stories involving the Canucks that you have and send them in to me in the inbox and the DMs and I'll read them on the air and we'll you know have a talk about it. I mean, we'll discuss it and uh, share some funny stories because I think after last night that we can all have some fun. (sighs) But yes, tomorrow's episode, we will break down the Canucks. I don't know if I can really say the biggest game of the season, but... I guess you could say they're still mathematically alive. So it is the biggest game of the season, but it just doesn't have the same luster as it did yesterday. So um, whatever they put the next biggest game of the season tomorrow against the Minnesota wild. I will break that down, preview that tomorrow for you guys have some bets, Canucks bets and predictions because it is Canucks game day. Um, And yeah, uh, I want to thank you guys for making lockdown Canucks to our first listen every day. Um, Like I said, tomorrow will be the preview episode of Minnesota and, we'll see how i feel um, now i want you to make your second listen, locked on fantasy hockey host steel rodine and phil livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league it's free and available wherever you get your podcast services